This right. is an eight iron, and it's a dead shank. Wow. Way right. Oh, takes a hop off the path. You gotta be kidding me. Very tough pitch shot right here. You gotta hit it into the hill. One hop up and bite, and it's in. Kind of like that. Well, I would like to welcome six-time European Tour winner and also the winner of the 2016 Masters Championship, Danny Willett, to the Sub-70 Podcast. Danny, thanks for taking the time today uh, to be on the podcast with us. I greatly appreciate it. My pleasure. Well, we are getting a little closer to this uh, little invitational in April, and I assume you're getting pretty excited to get back to the Masters. You know, how's your game shaping up? How excited are you for this week at the Valspar? And uh, what's your schedule going to look like as you get closer to the Masters? Yeah, everything's been going a lot better. Obviously, doing a hell of a lot of good work with with, with Foles and with Kev Duffy, and um, the games the games getting in in a better place. Obviously, we all have our have our off weeks, but yeah, on the on on the main, everything's getting better. And um, yeah, it's going to be exciting to go back to Augusta, um, feeling like I'm in you know, relatively good shape. Uh, you know, I've been there the last couple of years and, and I've been struggling with the with the body and the game and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, it's nice times to be able to go back there um, with the feeling that, not saying that you're going to compete, but saying that I'm in a, I'm in a much better place within what I'm doing. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna get to that. You brought up working with Sean Foley already, and, and everyone I think in golf knows you had some some injuries that were tough to get over. And and what has Sean sort of brought to the table to kind of help you, you know, get back to the level you were at? You had the huge win last year, you know, from a technical standpoint. What did you have to kind of change in your golf swing, you know, with the injuries that you had? Yeah, we changed a good bit of stuff. Basically, everything that me and me and Paul did was was based around making sure that the the back wasn't in pain when I was moving. So, you know, we basically, we had to add a, a, a lot more lower body movement, a lot more pelvis movement to, to take a lot of pressure off the back, talking so much. And um, the feelings were obviously massively different, whether they look different to the naked eye or to people. And it completely changed the ball flight, completely changed um, the strike pattern. So in terms of a player, um, adjusting to that is is a... Is a quite a bizarre feeling really um you ask guys who've hit a fade for three years to all of a sudden trying to hit a high draw and um and do it whilst you're making these moves that feel alien to you is um is a pretty strange uh, pretty strange feeling so um but 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 basically we we did that so i could prolong my career so um, basically we I, I was i was i was willing to do whatever it took to to get back to a place where the body felt good, where I was happy with what I was doing, and um, and where things kind of matched up, and um, we, we found that place, and everything's been um, been a good bit better um, for the body since. And it's just, you know, regardless of what happened really with with the game, the fact that the fact that we were able to play, you know, two, three, four weeks in a row, not be on painkillers was was a massive bonus you know february february march this time basically last year i was playing in malaysia um and it's the first time i wasn't on painkillers in five years you know and that was a that was a big step forward and then going forward since then we've we've been able to train a bit harder and do a bit more work and um yeah and things have just been steadily getting better obviously the 
the win in Dubai was, you know, it was what it was. It was a result, but we'd been doing a lot of good things, whether if we'd have won there or not, you know, we were still really happy with the progressions we were making. Yeah, I was going to bring that up as well. Back to that, I mean, it's a huge tournament to, to win at the end of the season at the DP World Championship. That, that, that had to be huge for that journey you've been through to go out there and perform and win on a really big stage. That had to build a hell of a lot of confidence going into 2019. Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? It's, I think once you I think once you've been in around golf enough, I think I don't know if the stage um where it's at really matters as long as you know that your golf game's in a position to to be able to to perform how you want it to perform, you know, then as long as you kinda of get a good feel for the golf course and you're playing well, I think you're okay. Luckily for me that's on a couple of occasions that's been at some you know, at some big events. Um well, yeah, it was just it was it was a very a very satisfying win. Like you say, winning winning any week on the European Tour or the PGA Tour is is an impressive feat. You know, it's, it's hard to do. The guys are great golfers, um, so to be able to be able to to win again on the tour, but actually not you know not just any event to be able to win the Tour Championships was um, yeah, just it, it made it kind of all feel that little bit. A little bit sweeter after the uh, after the roller coaster that we'd had for, for a little while in there. Yeah, absolutely. Looking at the Masters again, uh, you played in the Masters one time before you actually won the tournament. I've talked to a lot of guys in the podcast, and they say that first Masters is really, really special. It's it's you know a lot of work just to get there. What's what's your memories of your first one, and then what's that difference as of the little perks and the things, and there's some big perks too, of going back as a champion and, and that experience as well. Can you kind of offset your first one and then, you know, that say that next time you came back as a champion and what the differences are between uh, your emotions, the satisfaction, all that stuff. Um, both are unique experiences, I'd have to imagine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, stepping on property anywhere where you're defending is a pretty cool feeling. You know, you, obviously your pictures aren't up around Augusta like on billboards like they are more tournaments and stuff for the, for the promotion. But you go back there as a defending champion. You're announced as defending champion. Um, obviously, within Augusta, you've got the champion's dinner and everything that goes along with it. Um, so going there as defending champion is, is, is an incredibly special is an incredibly special feeling. Um, the recognition you obviously get from the members, the patrons, it's, it, it really is one of a kind, Augusta. So yeah, that that in itself is is amazing. The first time I went two weeks before my first time to try and hopefully get over some of the uh, the goosebumps of actually you know driving down Magnolia Lane and being there, um, and that kind of helped. Um, and then when we played there, we we spent just spent a hell of a lot of time preparing as good as possible. Um, like we would do for any other tournament, we went there early on property. We got some. We, we, we we got one of the local caddies, one of the good, experienced local caddies, and picked his brains about certain things, and um, played nine holes with Bernard Langer, and just really tried to get a good grasp on on what it was. You know, we were we were kind of getting ourselves in for. We, you know, it, luckily Augusta, if you play it for the first time, as as obviously everyone does at some point, you've seen it on TV for years. You see pin positions, you see shots in, you see. You know, the pins never change really that much. They've kind of got a handful of positions they use on each day and all that kind of stuff. So 
you almost can relive golf shots and see golf shots through what you've seen Tiger hit on TV, you know. So um, you almost feel relatively familiar um, already, and then you go there and obviously try and, um, try and really work hard on, on making sure you can hit it in them areas. And, yeah, it, it's two, two, two very different feelings. It's very satisfying to, to get that, that, that very first invite through the post. And then, obviously, for me now, it's incredibly satisfying getting the invite through the post, obviously guaranteed every year, and, and getting Christmas card and stuff like that. Just, just two very different scenarios, both, both very satisfying. And um, for me now, obviously, the ability to be able to go back there all the time and, um, and, and, and feel part of that, that prestigious golf club is, um, is amazing. What Patrick's going to go through here in a little bit, is it something that you really can't prepare for until you come back as that defending champion of hosting the dinner and wearing the green jacket, you know, again back on uh, at Augusta National? It has to be something that is a bit surreal the first time you go through it. And like I said, how cool is it in the sense that you get to do it, you know, for the next 30, 35 years if you so choose to? It's it's uh, it's, it's one it's, unique. It's cool. Yeah, it's got to be one unique experience. It is, obviously got the jacket for a year now and he gets to keep it for the year then it goes back in his locker so this, this first year is a really a really special thing you get to travel around with it and keep it with you and and, and do events with the jacket and stuff and um and, and then obviously then when you go back it's you know come sunday of augusta this year he's gonna have to leave it in his locker so it's yeah it's uh he best save of the week because um it may only happen once and it's a pretty special thing to be part of you played some unbelievable golf that back nine when you when you won the Masters. When you when you look at that day, looking back, were you surprised uh, how you kept it all, you know, one shot at a time in front of you? Did it did it come easier than you thought on that sort of a stage and that kind of pressure? Yeah, we, again, a tricky situation. I feel like holding a fifty four lead round there would be it'd be tougher than, than than the situation I was in. I was a long way behind, but. Um, Chasing around that golf course, I think, is somewhat easier than trying to protect a lead. Um, you know, with how the whole positions are, there's, there's birdie chances all down that back nine, but there's also danger if you're if you're just kind of trying to cozy it round and make par. So it's a it's a very different story if you're holding the lead for a long, long time like Jordan was, or if you get into the lead with a few holes to go and you're already into the into your game and you're already focused and playing well clearly and and doing all those things. So we kind of Hopping in there quite late on the back of 15 was was probably a, a pretty nice situation. I've, I'd obviously been playing some really good golf for the last three and a half hours, but then, you know, to only have the pressure of being leading for for kind of 45 them last 45 minutes compared to leading overnight and being questioned and leading all day and how you'd have approached it, um, make as many birdies as possible and see where that got us. And fortunately, on that day, um, we made. We made five of them, and we kind of got a little bit back, obviously, from from the field as well. So, yeah. And at the same token, though, you knew where you stood on the back nine and had to step up and 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 get it done. So, you know, it's still in a it's an impressive feat to to, to be on the world's biggest stage, and still it has to be very satisfying that you got through that gauntlet and could perform under that pressure. So, it's still a remarkable thing to do, right? Yeah, exactly. Still, yeah. I'm still not trying to take anything away from what I did. I'm just trying to put it into the reality of, you know, uh, leading for a shorter period of time is probably a lot nicer. I have a last few questions for you, kind of quick hitters, whatever kind of uh, comes to your mind on this, and uh, we'll get you out of Dodge. Any new clubs in the bag for this season? If so, what did you put in for the 2019 season, and what sort of results are you seeing from it? 
Um, obviously, we've got the um, we've not really got a great deal of a change yet. I've not had enough time off where I've been hitting enough balls to really do um, enough long game testing with the new ball and the new driver that Callaway brought out. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that until I've got a longer period to really test properly. Um, so I've, at the minute, I've got exactly the same setup that I had in when I won in Dubai. Obviously, the Stroke Lab putter that came out just a couple of weeks before Dubai last year, the Tuttle. Um, is, is in the bag, which which obviously helped me to victory in Dubai, and I've basically had the same setup of golf club now for a for a good while. We're looking into maybe thinking around a little bit, but again, we need a bit of time off. We don't get a great deal of time off as golfers these days with the wraparound seasons and trying to play both tours. So um, I don't like to fiddle too much. So I, I, when when I'm going to test something, I like to test it pretty rigorously, so that when it goes into competition, I'm, I, there's no excuses there if it's good or bad. Bigger adrenaline rush, back nine of a major or first tee shot of a Ryder Cup? Um, very, very different. Um, I think as a as a singular, you know, five-minute-in-the-moment thing, the Ryder Cup's pretty daunting on that first tee with, with all the people. But as a prolonged, you know, two and a half hours under pressure, obviously, um, the uh, the majors are, uh, are obviously, are obviously uh, one of very few. Best two or three golf courses in the world. Let's take Augusta out of it since you since you've won there. But two <laughs> other two or three best golf courses architecturally in the world that you've played, and what makes those courses so spectacular? Kingston Heath in Australia is a beautiful, beautiful golf course, incredibly cleverly designed. I'm after we we played a lovely golf course called Macarthur in uh, it's I think it's near near West Palm, um, which again is a fantastic design and um, just really fun to play from any any handicap so in terms of you know being average to being really good MacArthur was great fun um Kingston East needs to be a pretty good golfer otherwise that place could drive you insane so two very different golf courses in two very different parts of the world that I really enjoy last one here I have for you your uh your country, fellow countryman uh Eddie Pepperell's getting some some definite press over here as he's playing more the fans over here seem to love him I assume you know him fairly well. Is he as half crazy as he seems to be, and is he that much of a great guy to hang out with? And is there good, any good Eddie stories that you can share? No, he's, he's a good guy. He's a very intelligent guy. So obviously, I think a lot of people enjoy his uh, enjoy his Twitter posts and his um, his insight into what he's been up to and stuff. But no, he's been working really hard. He obviously broke into the top fifty and, and got his invite for Augusta um, January first last year, which was a big step up and. Um, he's now, uh, I think, he's a two-time winner on the PGA on the European Tour now, and um, obviously had a fantastic Sunday at the Players to to kind of bolt himself up there and give himself a real chance of of, uh, of nicking a PGA Tour card um, through a few starts this season. So I think people will see more of him. I think he, I think he's, I think he's a very solid player. I think um, he enjoys playing, you know, a bit of golf in and around everywhere. So um, yeah, I don't know. He's he, I haven't really asked him yet whether or not he wants to play full time and how he wants to do it. But um, yeah, I think if he wanted to play full time over here, he's he's a great guy and he's a good golfer. I think people will will enjoy watching him play. Well, thank you so much for your time today for this. I really appreciate it. Good luck at the Valspar, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing how you do the rest of the season. Perfect. Thanks, sir. Thank you.